0: I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. One of the things that I love best is telling stories. I even did a spoken word CD called Bedtime Stories. It's available at Amazon.com and CD Baby, which is a shameless plug. Uh, But I I read stories to my lady wonder wench every night when we go to bed. Think about it. Winston Churchill, Ronald Reagan, Bill Clinton. So powerful because they were great storytellers. People love stories. Sister Mary Knucklebuster kept the boys in order in the third grade, partly by promising that if we behaved... She'd read a story to us just before 3 o'clock. And if we didn't, whack! <laughs> Sister Mary Knucklebuster was a good example of the use of both the carrot and the stick. In her case, it was a yardstick. But everybody loves a good story, really. My friend Kevin is a savage golfer. Now, a savage golfer is defined as a golfer who is three times as crazy as your standard golfing nut. So, I like to tell Kevin golfing stories. For example, Tom, Dick, and Harry were savage golfers. They played every Saturday morning through rain, snow, earthquakes, volcanic eruptions. One Saturday, Tom teed up and he hit a shot straight down the fairway. Dick did the same. Then Harry teed up, and just as he was swinging at the ball, he had a heart attack and he fell down dead. And that night, They went to tell Harry's wife the bad news, and when she calmed down a little, she said, well, if it happened this morning, why didn't you tell me about it till now? So it was up to Dick to explain how long it took to to tee up, hit the ball, drag Harry, tee up, hit the ball, drag Harry for 18 holes. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, I'm not. I love the story Proud Podcast participant Jim King sent me one day about a guy who was having an affair with his secretary. seems one day they went to her place and had sex for hours and hours, and then they fell asleep. And they woke up at about 8 o'clock at night, and the guy told his girlfriend to take his shoes outside and rub them in grass and dirt. And then he put his shoes on and drove home. And when he got home, his wife said, Where have you been? He said... I have to tell you the truth, I'm having an affair with my secretary, and, and we had sex all afternoon. And his wife screamed, you lying son of a gun, I've seen your shoes, you've been out playing golf again. Richard! <laughs> How can you not like a story like that? And then there's the story about Father Father Norton. He, he woke up one Sunday morning, and, and he, he decided he just had to go and play golf, because he was a savage golfer too. So he calls his assistant priest and he says, would you please say my mass for me today? Because I'm not feeling well. Then he headed to a golf course about 40 miles away so he wouldn't accidentally meet anyone from his parish. He was all alone. After all, it was Sunday morning. Everybody else was in church. But of course, St. Peter was watching and St. Peter leaned over to the Lord and he said, you're not going to let him get away with this, are you? And the Lord said, no, of course not. Just then, Father Norton hit the ball and it shot straight toward the pin, dropped just short of it, and then rolled up and fell into the hole, a 420 yard hole in one. St. Peter was astonished. He looked at the Lord and he said, why did you let him do that, Lord? And the Lord just smiled and said, who can he tell? You see what I mean? I love golf stories. I just, I just love stories. That's why on the front cover of my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, which is still available at (laughs) Amazon.com, there is a quote from the New York Daily News. It says, Dick Summer is a storyteller. I think if I don't tell at least a couple of stories a day, my pimples come back and my wrinkles start to hurt. So let me tell you about a guy who stepped out of his shower, buck naked and dripping wet. And he said to his wife, Hey, honey, what do you think the neighbors would say if I mowed the lawn like this? His wife looked at him and said, They'd probably say I married you for your money. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. And uh, a little while later, that couple is lying in bed, and the man says, Honey, I'm going to make you the happiest woman in the world. And she just turned to him and said, I'm really going to miss you. <laughs> that feels a little better. <laughs> Pimples just went away. Maybe just one more. I'll make my wrinkles stop hurting, too. Our next-door neighbor Bernadette asked my lady wench, what does it mean when a man is in your bed gasping for breath and calling your name? Madam Wonderwench didn't miss a beat, she said, it means you didn't hold the pillow down long enough. Richard! Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The world's biggest collection of comic books. Is in the Library of Congress. No kidding. And that's nice because a lot of those guys I think probably have trouble with reading anything that doesn't have pictures attached or money attached. According to the host, Jeff Probst, Survivor's worst location was the Marquesas Islands and the reason he gave was, quote, biting sandflies. Yeah, it must be Really nasty to get one of them stuck between your teeth, you know. According to a recent survey, over a lifetime, the average driver spends two hours, 14 minutes kissing in the car. So I explained this to my lady, Wonderwench. I said, listen, I'm, I am an hour and 12-minute underachiever here. And she just said, I'm not. Hello, Dick. Hmm. Dicks to tails, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here, if you don't mind. If you like these podcasts or my spoken word story CDs at dicksummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot, would you tell a couple of friends, please? Because they might like them too, and you'd be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. Maybe this next story might take a little time to tell, but I think it's worth it. It's not a funny story, but it's honest. And it has, I think, an important message. Especially for Louie Louie generation folks who've been around for a little while, came from proud podcast participant Joan P. Joan sent me an email a while ago says, Dear Dick, I started seeing a very important guy in my life during the summer of 1973. I gave him a copy of your book, Love and Touch, after hearing some of the stories on your radio show. We were both legally separated at the time, and we spent several wonderful years together. But eventually, he went back to his wife, and I remarried. My husband passed away in January of 2006, and his wife passed away the following March. When a mutual friend of ours mentioned that his wife had died, I hesitated, but eventually I called to offer my condolences, and that call opened a whole new chapter in our lives. Two days after my call to him, he called me back. The calls between us became daily affairs, and they lasted many hours. We had roughly 25 years to catch up on. Last Monday, he called to invite me to lunch during the week, and of course I said yes. Our first look at one another is one that I will hold forever in my heart. We didn't see how the years had changed us me now 65, and he almost 62, was a look of what we had both missed for all those years. After tonight's five-hour conversation, he mentioned remembering my gift to him of your love and touch book. He even said it had a red cover, which it did, the Bantam Books version did. I couldn't believe he remembered. He said for almost three weeks he had been searching the house for it, and he couldn't find it. I ordered your CD, but would also like to get a new copy of the book. It would mean so much to me if you could help me locate one. I would be able to write inside, quote, to our second beginning forever. Can you please help me locate one, End quote. And I don't have any more copies, and I had to tell her so, but I did send her a copy of the Bedtime Stories CD. And Joan found copies of a couple of the books on amazon and she sent me this note hi dick i just received your copy of the bedtime stories cd thank you so much dave is going to be so surprised when i give him the books and the cds then a little while ago another note came from joan it said hi dick wanted to give you an update dave and i are still together and still very much in love We're coming up on the first anniversary of our new beginning. What really challenged our true love is when Dave was diagnosed with lung cancer in January. I've been with him every day since then. He has now completed his chemo and radiation, and he goes for a repeat CAT scan later this week. We hope to be together forever, but we'll treasure whatever time we have left. End quote. What a story. Especially for those of us who are members of the Louie Louie generation. (laughs) You know, we really have no idea how much time we'll have left. Kind of reminds me of what Big Louie always says if you have any moving parts left, move them now. got a minute that's all I need minutes go blowing around in your life like dust particles from an open window in a fast car and I need just one of yours got a minute all I need is the time that you'd save if you skipped putting on makeup long enough for a laugh and a cup of coffee Or if I'm lucky, just long enough to watch Dawn come jumping out of the Atlantic like a giant golden fish. I'd gladly swap anybody's forever for just a minute with you. Because you can give me all of yourself for just a minute if you want to. You have a minute to spare. But spreading yourself over all of forever is spreading yourself pretty thin. You never own your forever until you've lived all of your tomorrows. Forever costs you your life. It's a monument to buried dreams. A mountain of guilt and sin. Forever is instant never. As in forever and ever. Amen. I don't need a mountain. Just a small little part of you. I'd be happy to watch you lick an ice cream cone slowly and tell me that you're thinking of me. Let me pass the proper eyes and the jokes, past the jangling bracelets and clicking rings, and past manners and modesty all the way inside you. Give me just a minute to light the small hot candles at your nerve tips. And another to warm in the light spreading on your face. A minute is time enough to strip truths and nerves naked with breath and fingers. Inhale the body sounds and I love use that we make as they make your head spin. Let me into the pictures that swim unfocused in your eyes. Fill your skin with your smiling flesh-splitting slow slide around me. Forget forever. Just give me this minute and we'll have hours to care and to share while my love dissolves inside you. Forget forever. It's the most famous of the famous last words, the most bitter one that I've ever had to eat. Mothers and songs teach that without forever, you're just being used. But there's something much worse. It's much worse to find something important that goes to waste because you're not being used at all. If you hold your breath until you're near fancy French perfume or roses, you'll miss the scent of pizza and fish and the dark, furry musk. Of making love. So breathe deep the quick passing sense of our lives. Our whole life makes them. The sun and the rain, and hot macadam and cool dawn grass, and stew and sweat, and wine and candle wax, and vanilla and whipped egg white. Baking bread fresh brewed coffee. Come with me. Though I only have a minute and a story or two. Come with me, though I have only a terrible wanting for you. I can't give you forever. But if you'll take what I have, I have little enough that I really can give you all that I am. Even if you've only got a minute. Sometimes it's a tough choice. Is somebody or something so important to you that you'll swap a minute for what might or might not be your forever? And sometimes you gotta make a decision like that in even less than a minute. You gotta make up your mind in a flash that can make your forever explode. A minute it is from my Bedtime Stories Spoken Word CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast, or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to DickSummer.com, check out the Bedtime Stories icon on the home page. Proud podcast participant Domingo sent me a wonderful story I think can teach all guys an important lesson. He said, quote, "'I am married to a beautiful Peruvian woman. Many things about her I do not understand. She said nothing to me for about a week. Why do women say nothing?' Why don't they say, let's go to bed and have sex? They don't. They say nothing. <laughs> when I came home today, my beautiful wife was screaming something in Peruvian, which I do not understand. And she was throwing everything I own out the window. One of my golf clubs and a couple of plates hit a guy on the street. What can we do? <laughs> Big Louie says he probably can't help Domingo at this point, but... Big Louie thinks maybe guys can all take an important lesson from this story. If you are living with a beautiful Peruvian woman who is in the habit of going for days without saying anything, it probably would be a good idea to get a ground floor apartment furnished with lightweight, easy to hurl plastic plates, bean bag couches, and, by the way, give up playing golf. Good night.